Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today's episode is going to be really cool. Um, a gentleman had reached out to us and said, hey, I've got this um, really one-of-a-kind Ford Ranger that I put a 5.9 common rail in. And so we had to get him on the podcast to learn about the swap, all the components that went into it as far as like the uh, the transmission, suspension, turbo, fueling, and what his goals were with the truck. And also how he wanted to create something that he could maintain and, and be able to work on, you know, as, as the years went by and just be able to really enjoy the truck for a long time. So we're excited to have him on today. Before we get to it though, I want to make sure you guys head on over to our discord to see a link on the screen right now and also one down below um, in the description it's a great place for diesel truck enthusiasts to be able to gather chat with us other diesel podcast listeners uh, there's tons of different sections on there whether you got a cummins duramax power stroke you want technical information or you want to give us a suggestion for a guest or an episode there's a lot of a lot of great content that uh, you guys help us generate by being on there so i want to want to definitely see you guys over there post up a picture of your truck uh, let us know what you're working on ask questions there's a lot of great resources there also there's a link down below for our patreon and we want to thank everyone who has been a supporter on our Patreon page um, for a while. It, it, it's something that allows us to grow, be able to invest into the podcast, make it better, um, be able to bring you guys, you know, better video, better audio, tons of different things like that. So there's a link down below. The, the, uh, the pricing starts at three bucks a month um, and it goes up to $20 a month. There's different perks that you get based on which level that, that you select, but you'll find that link down below. All right, let's get to today's episode with Dan and learning more about this Ford Ranger with a 5.9 coming rail. Dan, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I appreciate you reaching out to us and telling us uh, about your build. Um, and you know, we have a ton of people listening on podcast apps, but those that are on YouTube, if you're not on YouTube, definitely need to go um, and subscribe so you can see his truck right now. But he's going to go through this, uh, this beautiful truck, this really cool swap and build he did. So um, welcome to the podcast, Dan. Thanks. Thanks for having me, man. I listen to your podcast all the time i think it's great and i think just the enthusiasm you guys have about diesel trucks is just fantastic so it's really what um, keeps what keeps us going or builds like yours and you know I, I wanted to start with um you know tell us about the truck and then tell us about the idea you had for what kind of you know engine and, and powertrain that you wanted to put into this so basically this truck it so this truck's been actually around for a super long time. Came from a really good friend of mine. He's had it since, so he got it in 2011, basically put it away for winter after, because we have winter up here, minus 40, because we're up in Canada, super cold. Um, put it away, we were gonna slam it the following summer and went in the garage, never came back out. So the truck sat in there 11 plus 12 years in the corner of the heated garage and I, the last couple of years, I was bugging him, like, sell me the Ranger, sell me the Ranger. Come on, sell me the Ranger. He's like, no, man, no, man. And he's, like, the type of guy where his truck's really clean and takes really care of it. So I was like, okay. And then finally, buys his dad's house that he was living in the whole time. And he needs a room. So he calls me. He's like, Kate, buy the Ranger. I'm like, Kate, done. Bought it. And then 
got the truck here, E6, two-wheel drive Ranger, average truck. Body was beautiful. We're all sitting here. And then a bunch of guys here after work, shooting the shit. I'm like, I bet you I could fit a Cummins in there. Everyone's just like, whoa. Everyone starts <laughs> laughing. You know how it goes. All the doubt. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Ain't going to fit. I'm like, I'll put it in there. I can make it look good. And I just had this vision. And then it just pulled together super well. It wasn't, I wouldn't call it an easy swap. I wouldn't call it for average Joe. But if you have dedication, a grinder and a welder, 100% doable in your garage. And when you were thinking of doing, you know, a 5.9, did uh, did you go with a common rail or is it a 12 valve or, or what kind of engine did you? So I did the common rail in this one. It's an 03, 04 engine. So it would be the old style piston, guys would call it. Uh, and then I did a CM849 standalone engine management or engine control with the standalone harness from Armor Inc. And then it's running on EFI Live. So it works out really well. I have an OBD port inside the truck. So we get all the live data, runs just like a regular truck. You can use a scanner, you can know what's wrong with it. You can see all the codes. Makes fantastic for problem solving and just being up to date with it. So when I think of a, a five, nine or, you know, a six, seven, just the size and how they're shaped. And then I think of the engine bay and a Ranger, how difficult was it to get it to fit you know, where you wanted it? Was there a lot of fabrication and cutting and things you had to do? So basically, I don't know, like claim whenever when I show it to everybody so far, did not cut the cab, did not molest the cab in any way, did not cut the firewall. All the modifications happened to the frame rails and the front sub cross member um, took the factory steering rack took the mount dropped it about five inches down so that i could redrill the spindles and put the tie rod ends upside down as a it's almost like a mini truck thing that happened in the 90s 2000s that's i was i was young then and that's what we did but it's just a basically so you don't get bumps here uh put the front rack in there dropped it down and then sunk the engine as far as I could down in the frame and as close as I could to the firewall possible. And then I used a set of second gen mounts from Armour that they sell, it's the second gen set off the shelf. They sell it really nice, the urethane. Um, fit in there, made some out of three quarters, welded it all together and just kept welding and grinding and it actually turned out really well. It's uh, it, <clears throat> that, that was one of the things when, uh, when you showed me some pictures of the truck, I was thinking, how did he fit it in there? Because it's just, you know, the size and, and everything, and it looks so clean and just, it almost looks like it would be a factory option the way, the way that you've put this together, which is, is really cool. Now, when you were thinking about the power side of it, you know, what were your plans with, you know, the air and the fuel and, you know, maybe even building, the, you know, the motor doing head work and, and things like that. Uh, with it, I tried to, I didn't have a huge power goal in mind. Uh, still have the basic power goal. Uh, I just talked to the guys. So right now it's on stock injectors, stock pump, and we've been pushing the tuning, but as everyone knows, stock pump, stock injectors, if you hit five to 600, you're, on a high note. So um, my goal with this truck 
would be to get on an actual dyno somewhere and make about 800 wheel horsepower. Uh, I talked to the guys down at Dynamite. Uh, they're great. Sent in the injector order form. Just says, listening to all the podcast says. They called me that next day. Had a chat with them. Uh, definitely, they had some suggestions for my setup and where to make some improvements, just to make sure that I had everything in line. And then put the order in. So I'm waiting. Uh, should be here next week. So going to be updating it to 100% overs and a 12 mil pump from Dynamite. So nice. Definitely, yes, definitely going to have the fuel, f- the the fuel for the you know the goal you're shooting for. What about the uh, the turbo setup? Uh, the turbo is a T4 6674-91 from Force Inductions. It's a billet unit they sell. I went with a, I wouldn't say small and I wouldn't say large, but like a medium frame, just because I wanted the streetability of the truck. I wanted to do more than just drag racing with it, and with the compound setup, I think the torque curve would just be so much for the truck that it wouldn't be able to handle it. So I tried to keep it kind of small so I can keep it in lot, keep it in line. You would say. That's a, that's a, um, a point that I wanted to ask you about is when you're building the truck, um, you know, you'd mentioned drag racing a little bit, but then also street ability. So was it, um, you know, a build that you approached to say, Hey, I want to be able to drive this around, you know, when the weather's nice, I also want to be able to take it to the track, just kind of have fun with it Versus, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, when we're chatting about, you know, performance builds or swaps. It's either, it's never going to see the track or that's all it's going to see. Um, not so many of them are, you know, kind of in between. So that, that was really cool. Um, you know, when you'd kind of mentioned that, so what, what all went into, you know, your part selection, the things you were going to do so that you could drive this on the street? Well, basically me and my partner, uh, another owner. So there's two of us that own our shop here. Uh, we were talking over the winter time with the Ranger and as it was progressing, we just talked and we were like, we were going, when we were younger, we went to car shows. We did that stuff. We did, you know what I mean? Out in the public did stuff and my dad does hot rods and I know a bunch of older guys in their generation. And when they build a car, it's a driver. It's not just to take it out and go somewhere and then do a number. It's you drive it there, you compete and then you drive it home and you go cruising on Sunday night and you go out. And I just wanted to show it off more than anything. Cause I have, I have a hard time when I build a vehicle, not driving it. I usually <laughs> run them hard. I built it uh, with this one. I get, I had a budget, but I didn't have a budget, which was nice. Usually with customers, we're stuck at certain points we get to, and it's a negotiation between me and the customer to find out what is going to fit in their budget, but also be best for reliability and functionality. So with this one, every time it came to it, me and my partner would just chat it up and we'd figure out the best thing to do. Like we did uh, hydro boost brakes. We did an electric power steering pump and then the power steering, everything runs off an electric. We did an electric water pump on the engine from Davies Craig. It was super high up. Uh, lots of guys were talking about it on the LS forums and stuff for just water pump issues and having a remote uh, radiator because we put the radiator in the rear with the trans coolers. So uh, the Davies Craig comes with a controller that goes on the inside of the truck, which controls everything fantastically, keeps all the heat nice for a daily driver, which is one of the things most cars, right? It's like, it's always embarrassing when you're driving through traffic and then your car's overheating, you're sitting there in cruise night, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that guy, so... 
What um, what kind of decision did you make for the transmission and you know even you know the axles with the kind of power you know that you're going to put through it? What uh, what did you choose for those setups? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So did a 48 RE transmission, two-wheel drive. Uh, did a full manual valve body with lockup and overdrive. And then the guys over at TCI, uh, because I went with the stock camshaft, it made it pretty easy for selection of a torque converter. Most guys don't do a high stall, so it was kind of uncommon, but he said he's done it. And then I went on the Firepunk forums and just put a feeler out there and said, hey, I needed some advice on guys. What are you guys doing? Two-wheel drive, small truck, right? Truck's only 3,200 pounds, so it doesn't have the rolling mass that a big truck has, so it's kind of harder to light up. So talk to them. Everyone's, everyone suggested high stall and... Talked to, and then I had relayed the stuff down to the guys at TCI. He dug through his stuff, found a billet stator and a bunch of things and threw me together a triple disc for it. And then we did a rear 8.8 differential, which comes in the 2010, 2011 Rangers has disc brakes and it's 8.8. Uh, it was the most cost-effective diff to build to a good state of holding horsepower and it had good reliability on the street as people talked right the nine inch is kind of expensive because all the center sections and all the different pieces you can get 8.8 30 we did a lsd and then we did a 2.73 gear ratio so it's super when it hits third gear and it locks it turns into a little freight train <laughs> it, it is wicked on the highway so. <laughs> what um what stall speed did you end up going with was it good you know 2500 uh, he, he thinks it's it's they said it's a little bit variable but they said it was about 2350 to, to 2400 so, so it, i'm sure that helps get on top of that charger pretty quick you know when you're when you're getting on it the well the tuning um so i have a tuning guy we use up here he's a reliable guy. We use him every day um, on all of our vehicles that we tune, gas and diesel. He's great. Um, so we started with our first revision. I took the truck out. The truck made decent power and was like ultra clean. Like I had a little bit of a worry. EGTs were in line. Everything drove nice. Truck drove functionally well. Great. Fantastic. It was just really, really clean because most trucks, even on a small bump, 50 horsepower, there's a small amount of pre-boost, there's a small amount of whatever. So I sent him a message, I'm like, hey, like, you know, the, the truck's making great power, but it's just really clean, is there anything to worry about? He's like, no, nothing to worry about. Uh, if you want, we can keep it that way. I'm like, yeah, keep it that way, bump the power up, and let's see if we can keep going. So I'm on my fourth revision now, and every revision, it keeps getting stronger, but the truck is clean. Like I have zero soot on the back of the truck, the end of the tailpipe, I can wipe my hand in there and it's clean. It's, I don't know, trying to make a better representation as for diesels on the street because the coal rolling is a little bit of a, I don't know, gives a bad eye on the, 
diesel world, right? Right. Even the big guys, even the guys that I look up to, I would say, you know what I mean? Ryan Milliken, those guys talking about the efficiency of engines and the cleanliness of a diesel and how much more efficient it is. And I feel it's making great efficient power right now. So. And, the, and you know, when we think about parts like injectors and turbos and tuning and uh, all those things is <clears throat> there's so much, there's so much power. There's, there's been just such a huge gain over the years and, and how you can, you know, have 800 horsepower or, you know, whatever the number might be and just how clean you can make. It. And it's really cool, you know, to see like a build like this and, and, and I'm sure the things that you guys can do in Canada with, you know, tuning trucks and building them that, and maybe, you know, here it's, it's tougher to do. So you guys are able to see, you know, I think probably a ton of just advancement, a ton of options that are, that are out there for making, you know, good power, regardless of what year the truck is, whether it's, you know, an O3, like, you know, you have there, or it's a newer truck. So I, I'm sure that that uh, helps you not just, you know, building this truck, but then also, you know, in your, in your day job and, and the things that you can offer customers. Uh, we actually, we push really hard, uh, I bought a, in 20, I bought two brand new Duramaxes. So I bought a 2020 2500 uh, with the 6.6. And then I bought a 1500 with the three liter Duramax. And then, so they're both the shop trucks. So we've been just playing with them both, but we've been playing with our trucks with emissions on fully intact. Um, and we've had great response. Cause I don't know, I feel having uh I can sell to a guy that wants a truck that's fully deleted or I can sell stuff to a guy that has a truck that's not deleted. So, and then we have some tuning available now with uh, def and stuff still on. So it makes it really easy. But with the new trucks, we have lots of stuff available now and there's so many companies that make great products. It's, you can reach out to pretty much anywhere that has a good reputation and then you get something good, so. Now, if somebody is listening to this podcast and they're thinking of, say, a similar kind of swap, what are some things that you would tell them to you know, think about or plan for or make decisions on early to be able to you know, maximize their budget or you know, just maximize their time in, in putting together a build like this? Uh, like any budget, we I treated this like my own truck. So you have to get your basics in. You got to have, you know what I mean? You got to have a good power plant. You got to have your standalone engine management system and ECM and then a transmission. And then everything else was custom. I couldn't buy nothing for this truck, but like I was mentioning earlier, I wouldn't say it's for the average person to turn out as nice as it did. I've done multiple builds. I've worked at multiple performance shops. I've worked in the performance industry for many years doing import cars. And then in the last 10 years, I moved over to diesels and now that's all I do full time. So there is a lot of inspiration in how, I guess, in the import world, the cleanliness and stuff like that. And that's what I tried to take into this truck. I tried not to cut anything. I tried to keep everything really clean and flowy with almost a factory-ish look. So... So when uh, customers come into the shop, I'm sure they, they probably see it and they're like, you know, Hey, I want to do this, this, uh, you know, kind of same thing. Is it something that, is it something that you would offer this kind of build to somebody or was this, what would be, what would be more of a typical kind of swap that, you know, if somebody came in and said, Hey, I want you guys to do this, 
Um, would you make suggestions on like a particular truck, a particular engine, or is it really just what the customer, you know, may want? Because what I found in, you know, doing podcasts is a lot of times somebody, they want the engine. And sometimes it might connect to a particular truck because their dad had one or their grandfather or, or it was their first truck. But um, I'm really curious, you know, from a business standpoint, you know, what kind of advice do you give to people that are looking to, you know, basically do an engine swap and build it around the truck that they you know, either want or maybe they're not particular about the truck or they want a Duramax in it instead of a Cummins or you know, what, what kind of things do you see? Um, we see all sorts. Uh, as you see, probably in the background behind me, got a 29 there. It's getting a six, seven Cummins right now. Uh, I got a truck in the background you can't see. It's an older 70s Dodge. It has a gas engine. Like we do specialize in diesel, but we've been in the performance world for so long. We've worked at so many shops that we have customers that have traveled around and they have gas cars. They have stock cars that are just collector cars that need restoration. Um, I've fabricated in my spare time, I guess you'd call it for <laughs> many years and always enjoyed. Once you go turbo, you can't go back. doesn't matter yeah. what it is. It's a Honda. It's a lawnmower. Like you throw a turbo on it. It's cool. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. So we've swapped many things. We've done Duramaxes. We've done power strokes. We've done Cummins. It all is basically in the eye of the beholder. Lots of guys, like you said, are partial to their vehicle more than what they're open to. And then it just comes down to, fitting a budget around what they think because sometimes people have an unrealistic budget in mind and it doesn't fit in and there's a different way to go about it or sometimes we just can't do the job for them because yeah. i feel that just doing a subpar job for someone is just just turning the job away versus taking someone's money is better so yeah i've definitely seen a, a wide variety of of swaps that have been done. And, and that's what really impressed me about your truck and the build and just looking at the pictures and everything was just how clean it is. And it, it looks, it looks factory. Like it, it you know, you'd mentioned that before is just really focusing on that and, and wanting to make it just visually appealing. And that's, what's so cool about it. It's not, it's not just the power. It's not just the platform. Um, it's just the whole package. So I, I, I think it's, you know, I can't think of another one, another truck that we've talked about on the podcast that, you know, is, is done like this. So it, it, I think it speaks a lot to, you know, the passion and the expertise that, that you have for the truck and uh, you know, putting it together. And as far as, you know, like showcasing it, what are, what are some ways that, you know, you're able to show it off? Are, are you taking it to shows? Are you doing things on social media? Um, I know you'd mentioned YouTube a little bit. Um, you know, how do you get the word out about this truck to, to show people? Uh, we just started a YouTube channel. Actually, we got one video up so far just of the truck showcasing it. Uh, we're going to try to push that. We have a uh, social media. Also, we have uh, HSM Diesel Performance on Instagram. Uh, I try to post as much as I can, but we're so busy. I have a hard time keeping up with it. So we're trying to get into the all this media stuff, but it's just really hard posting pictures every single day and trying to be that guy that's just like try to focus on actually getting the builds done versus just going for that Friday shot for to post oh I did this exhaust or I did this truck you know what I mean I'm rather see the customer driving away versus taking the time to take a picture of the truck but yeah. to each their own so yeah I'm sure the balance is is tough and especially with the demand for just getting vehicles fixed or projects. And, and, you know, it seems like the demand is just immense out there. So I'm sure as 
you know, shop owners and, and the, you know, the people you're chatting with, there's a lot of pressure, you know, to get trucks in and out or, you know, get projects done. Yeah, I know every day, every, especially when it comes to this, it's, it's season, you get the seasonal guys. Our, we get such, we go from minus 40 to plus 40 here where we live. So we have a huge variation and it's all in 12 months. So six months, you're minus 40 and wet. In six months, you're basically hot and sweating. And then you have the guys are showing up that are having all the problems in the summertime and rushing for their summer grass cutting and roofing. And then wintertime, you got the guys who are the snowplow guys. You're, they're breaking down and their trucks won't start, right? So, like, you see every variable. But service, service plays a big role in learning lots of the parts that you can use because every part on this truck is a part from a truck that I can go and buy if I broke down on the road or if I needed to reproduce it almost if I wanted to. So, so that, I that in mind when I was building it. So, yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good point is being able to, you know, service it or get parts for it. Is that something that if somebody was going to do a swap themselves and, you know, it's a project they want to undertake that they should really focus on as well as just being able to get things that might just go out with time or, um, you know, just regular maintenance, you know, of the vehicle, how much goes into, you know, a build like this with what you just mentioned, like, um, you know, I'm sure there's things with the brakes or, you know, things with, um, you know, just so many components on the truck to be able to, you know, maintain it and, and have it run for a long time. I would call it more of variables. I would, I like to pull as many variables out of the scenario as possible. If I can keep it to something that's stock and tested and already on the road, like I said, with the rear end, which came with the disc brakes, it was meant for a Ranger fit right in, didn't have to do no cutting, everything worked out. Uh, the hydro boost is from an F-350 truck, factory piece from them. Master cylinder is still the Ranger one. The electric power steering pump, it's from a Volvo V70 car, $100 at the junkyard. Like I tried to keep it just regular things that you could get off the shelf. It's got a Honda Civic Mishimoto radiator in the rear. It's got a BD transport. Like there's some stuff I didn't skimp on, but some of the things it was just way more cost-effective. Yeah. Just do it and it worked out fantastic. So so the, the next thing you got, you mentioned the injectors are showing up. Is that kind of the final piece to the the power equation and the things you're doing to it is, you know, getting the injectors in, I'm sure getting it retuned, getting some, uh, you know, some data for the tuner. Uh, just finishing up right now, uh, the AEM digital dash, I did the 22 logger as well. So I got data logging. So I'm trying to get more information from the truck so that I can keep on the right path with the cleanliness and everything. And then the new injectors in the pump will take us to our horsepower goal with not having to take our fuel system to a hundred percent duty cycle all the time, but it should run nicely at about 70%. So it should uh, last longer and be more efficient in the truck and then run cleaner. So uh, the guys down at dynamite they're they definitely know their stuff down there and they had great suggestions and I can't wait to install their stuff. What's uh, what's the name of your YouTube channel? Because I want to head on over and subscribe, and I want to see uh, I want to see maybe some passes that you make with it, and just be able to follow it. Because like I said, it's just such a cool build. So uh, it's HSM Diesel Performance on YouTube, and we're gonna be posting all of our testing vids. Uh, we're hoping summer just came here, so it's like currently raining right now. I can't drive it. I don't want to get it dirty, but burnouts testing 
Mexico. I just got nitrous for it. I just got the new progressor, 500 horse uh, progressor for it. Um, I want to hit some dyno days up here. Dirty Diesels is one of the guys. I don't know if you've heard of them up there. Yeah. Uh, they're having some dyno days. Armor Inc., he just got his dyno. He's almost got it installed. He's waiting for Uncle Donnie to finish putting it in and we can roll down there. We work with them a lot. So he's a good inspiration to, you know what I mean, step up to and try and, you know what I mean, get some balls. But he's, yeah, got a far way to go still. So. Cool. Well, I, like I said, I, I definitely appreciate you reaching out to us and, and, uh, you know, telling us about the truck and, and, you know, one of the things we love about doing episodes like this is hearing when it inspires somebody to, you know, do their own project or, you know, just do something on their truck. We're all passionate about them. We all love talking about them. So I think you, you've done a fantastic job on it. It was really cool hearing the details that you put into it with, you know, maintaining it and, and the cleanliness of it and just the, the whole process. So it was, it was a complete pleasure to chat with you, learn more about the truck and keep us updated on it you know if you make some passes or yeah no i I listen to your podcast the whole time like a truck only took me about two months to build so like i've listened to all your podcasts in a little bit i pushed really hard to get it out for summer so that we could have some fun with it and just that i don't know i get motivation from listening to your podcast like hearing guys like lenny and guys come on that just are passionate for it you see guys that are you know what I mean? Out there fighting for it, like uh, Corey Willis and guys like that that are out there actually, you know what I mean, paying the bills yeah. so that we can do this. And I feel that we should be taking advantage of, you know what I mean, what people are fighting for and making the power and giving a good name for diesels. Absolutely. Get more common. You know what I mean? LS swaps so common. Why can't a common swap be common? They make power. They're great and they're reliable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, <clears throat> I think that's one of the really cool things about covering, you know, not just a build like yours, but, you know, being able to chat with you, learn more about what you do and, you know, talking with like Ryan Milliken or Lenny Reed or the guys at BD or, you know, just so many different um, companies and, and enthusiasts is trying to make it as viable as possible because, you know, we, we want more people to drive diesels. We want more people to be passionate about them. And, and you know, how do you pull them in? And I'm sure taking that truck to a show, somebody's going to, you know, see it, maybe not have thought about, um, you know, having a diesel or, or, or doing a build like this and you're going to capture them and they're going to be, you know, just, they're going to want to know more. And that's how it started with me. And we all have a story of what got us into it. So I think what you're doing and the information that you guys are going to be putting out there, you know, on YouTube and, and on social media definitely helps to be able to, get somebody excited about it, you know, have them start asking questions. Maybe they go out and buy a truck or maybe they do a swap like this. So uh, I think that's a, you know, an excellent point, uh, you know, that you made. So like I said, thanks again for reaching out to us, sharing the build with us. I'm, I'm excited for uh, you know people to hear about it, see it. And uh, it was really cool to learn about it. Okay. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I hope to post some more stuff. I'll try and tag the podcast in it for some burnout bids coming up um i got a couple already but i just try not to be too hard on it yet but yeah no more to come and then yeah i hope to hear more great podcasts from you guys i really enjoy listening to everything and just hearing the enthusiasts come on and all the guys different builds you know what i mean that you guys are doing interviews on it just makes it seem good and viable to you know what i mean keep building trucks and have a have people wanting it. So 
Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to our Discord. You're going to find a link down below for that. I want to see a picture of your truck. Let us know what you're working on. Um, ask us some questions. Love to, um, you know, I learn a lot on there from the things you guys are working on. There's a lot of great resources as well. I want to give a shout out to some of our um, patrons. Um, Texas Diesel Supply, Rights Diesel Services, Caleb, Tyler Lowen, a 23 Diesel. Uh, we appreciate their support, all of our other patrons, those of you who subscribe on YouTube, um, iTunes, SoundCloud, all the podcast apps. You guys really keep us going with the words of encouragement, ideas for podcast episodes, guests, or just sharing your build. I, I love uh, getting on Instagram sometimes or checking our email, and you, you guys share all these pictures and, and tell the story um, behind the truck. So I uh, want to thank everybody who has supported us since January. January of 2016, and we look forward to bringing you guys even more information and cool builds into 2022. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.